0: The Fantasy Hockey Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $10 at WinBet and get 200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. We're also brought to you by Coors Light. Get cold mountain refreshment delivered straight to your door via Drizzly or Instacart by going to CoorsLight.com backslash SGP. That's CoorsLight.com backslash SGP.
1: We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. We're also brought to you by Stable Duel. Stable Duel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as $40,000 with one entry. Head over to stableduel.com to get started today.
0: And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app for all of our free picks and podcasts. Hashtag live reads. Let's go. What's up, Nick? How are we doing? Welcome into the Fantasy Hockey Podcast presented by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I am your host, Justin Bruni, jumping the gun a little bit there. How are we doing, Nick?
1: Doing good, doing good. Uh finishing up the fantasy hockey season with week twenty-three. Looking like it's gonna, gonna be another easy win. uh up four fifty-five to three eighty-eight. So we're gonna finish the year twenty and three, it looks like, and be sitting at the seventh seed in the playoffs and actually playing the team. It looks like that I'm playing this week. So I got a little doubleheader with the team I'm playing. But so uh I look forward to that. But in terms of the playoffs, the way our uh Series are shaping out. It looks like I have a decent chance of making a de- half-decent run here. Um, I like my opponents. I like my matchups. Um, the only one I think uh, that might give me a hard time is uh, old Tom's top shelf if I see him in the second round. But uh, outside that, I like my uh, possibilities of going to the finals. But I can never take that for granted b- considering last year, a team like you at the eight seed first-rounded me. So anything could happen. I true. look forward to
0: it. Are you you a little nervous this year about that?
1: Um, I don't think I'm going to get first rounded this year. I think I will see that first place team or you in the finals, but, uh, you had a rough week yourself this week. So, uh, never know what's going to come.
0: Yeah. I was playing first place. You were playing seventh and a little, little different narrative there. Right. Um, To to be honest, I was a little behind this week. I wasn't. I wasn't on my A game. Uh, I I knew that one way or the other, I was going to finish in the same spot. And I'm playing the same person next week, so really wasn't going to matter either way. Really unfortunate since I've scored, you know, like the third most points, and the team ahead of me and behind me are, you know, pretty well behind me in total points. So, what are you going to do? But I think, uh, I don't know. I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna need a little help to to make a run this year. I mean, last year I felt a little bit more confident, and that team was in eighth place. I just felt like that. I don't know that team was just scoring 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 and this team I have this season just been kind of up and down and up and down and I don't know hasn't been giving me the confidence Uh, I feel like I'm going to get over over the hump this year so we'll see what happens we got a couple couple weeks left but we're going to the playoffs sometimes Mm -hmm. that's all that matters all right so we're going to jump into the waiver wire discussion here looking at some trending players with low ownership rates first man up here we have is Gustav Forsling of the Florida Panthers playing on that top D pairing Looking really good uh, this week. He has three goals in his last two games, only 18% rostered. On the season, he averages about you know six fantasy points per game. So I think this is production that we should be uh, snagging up here, Nick. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I 100% agree. Um, I caught the game today between uh, the Panthers and the Sabres today in that 5-3 win. Um, mm-hmm. We don't have it updated on our end, but uh, Forsling did put up 14.5 fantasy points for an assist, a plus two, five shots on goal and a couple blocks. So he's looking very, very solid. The Panthers are doing good, and Gustav Forsling's producing at a high rate. Like you said, he's on that uh, first D-pair over there in Florida with uh, Mackenzie Wieger, Mm. and uh, he's also on the penalty kill, and he's one of those guys that's really stepped up to make this uh, Florida back end dangerous, even without the presence of Aaron Eckblad. Guys like Ben Sherrod and Forsling, Gouda stepping up, they're making themselves known in the NHL and making themselves known as contenders. But um, I look forward to see what he does going down the stretch. And he's definitely someone that I would grab for sure. It's only 18% rostered. I see that changing for sure. Considering he only has five goals in the year, and three of them has come within his last two games, I think that's going to bring a lot of value to his case. And a plus mm-hmm. 32. No, anyone that's a plus 30 in fantasy is someone you should at least take a look at. With this number, his plus-minus ownership rate, Gustav Forsling's definitely a home run.
0: Yeah, I absolutely agree. Uh, not really much else to say there. I hit it right on the head with the plus-minus rating. That's where I was going to go next. Kind of similar to Anton Lundell. He's got like a plus-34 now, I think, on the season. I think he was a plus-2 today. Looks like he had a good game as well. Forsling had an assist, like you mentioned, plus-2. Five shots on goal. He's getting the puck to the net with some regularity here. He had five shots today. He had 10 in his last two games. I mean albeit I mean if you look at these matchups they're pretty favorable in consider to the Panthers even though they're you know crazy good team this year the last three games you know you got the Sabres the Devils the Blackhawks Montreal right. the game before that you know and all these games he's had at least three shots or more the last three at, at a much higher rate five six four so I also like that he's contributing uh, blocks pretty consistently here you know there's only one game out or two games in his last uh, Ten, where he hasn't recorded a block, and in a lot of these games he's recording multiple. Uh, the right. minutes are there. You know, he's not playing. You know, like Matt Dumba minutes. You know, like the twenty fours and twenty fives. But he these last like five or six games, he's over twenty minutes uh, per game, and the last couple, he's over twenty one minutes per game. So a lot to like here. A lot of availability, which I think we like the most. Eighteen percent rostered on Yahoo, only six percent across the last day. I think he's definitely worth a, a look for a, a playoff stash here. Very meaningful production. I don't know where it ranks for like all defensemen across the past uh, like month or so, but I can mm-hmm. tell you that his production season-long, he's averaging 5.96 fantasy points per game, and in the last week, he's up to 11.38. You said he hit 14 fantasy points today?
1: Yeah, he had 14.5. Yeah, Pretty so, solid game
0: for him. So that's going to go up even more. He's probably going to be at you know 13 or 14 for the last week. He's at uh, 8.98 for the last two weeks. So yeah, he's definitely hitting at a much higher rate. His stock is up. Definitely someone you want to go out there and get right now. Next guy up here, we've got Logan Thompson, someone that we referenced last week, and we definitely want to bring him to the forefront of the conversation again because his situation is again changing. While he has won six of his last eight games, Nick, he's also won Mm -hmm. four straight as well. He has Robin Leonard coming back. It looks like he's actually healthy now. Are you still ready to roll? Uh, full steam ahead with Logan Thompson, or are you a little bit more timid now with Robin Leonard making his way back to the Golden Knights? Who are on you know fire, it's gonna be
1: way. it's gonna be interesting. I think uh if you're the Golden Knights with the situation they're in, I think you roll with the hot hand um they're going with Robin Leonard tonight against the Canucks um but I still think nonetheless you're gonna roll with the hot hand if uh R- Leonard loses. I could see Thompson taking over the starts too. Because this Golden Knights team, like we talked about last week, they need to be playing with a sense of urgency. They're sitting outside of a playoff picture with, between uh, a couple solid teams in the uh, Pacific and a very, very competitive Central Division. They're going to have their work cut out for them down the stretch, and they're showing that within mm-hmm. their last few matchups. And uh, I just think it's interesting, as of late, the amount of starts Logan Thompson's gotten. He hasn't gotten a break since... Yeah, he Ed hasn't Trey gotten a break here. Yeah, eight straight games. It's so. Oh, actually,
0: he's- no, it's uh, it's it's more than that. I want to say ten. It's ten straight games because prior to the, you know, the sixth of the last eight, he had back to back losses. So he's right. actually ten ten straight starts here. You, you're saying he gets he gets the break today. I just want to bring that that to the forefront of the, our conversation again because the sixth and the ninth are the only matchups he has next week in the first round mm-hmm. of the playoffs. Is that a concern right. for you?
1: Uh, yeah, that's definitely a concern for me. Um, I would personally want to take a look against that. I like the matchups, though. I like Arizona and I like Vancouver, but I don't think it's enough value to be able to hang on to him throughout the playoffs because uh, I know like a team like you who's holding Logan Thompson, you're going to mm-hmm. be in a very tight matchup and you're going to want to make some moves that you don't want to make, but you're going to have to make yep. to be able to get the points. And uh, if it means being able to get those extra points one night to get a goalie game, over dropping mm-hmm. Logan Thompson, who's only going to start two games, then I would do that 100%. Myself, um, I unfortunately have been out Ilya in the last week. He could mm-hmm. be someone I drop if he's not going to be back by then. So I think um, you definitely have to play the uh, waiver wire for sure, similar to what I've been doing. You've been doing it throughout the year, and just overall being very, very cautious and looking around at who's starting and what you can get every day to make sure you mm-hmm. can get those starts in. But uh, yeah, with Logan Thompson's limited start, um, and don't get me wrong, his play as well, but with the limited starts, especially in playoff season, definitely not someone I would grab right now.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm going to hold on to him. I'm going to see what I can do. I mean, I'm, I may very well have to let him go if my roster is blanked, you know, if, if I'm missing a spot and I and I need somebody to start, he may get let go. Um, one of the guys that I added, uh, today, actually Jake Allen, we'll get to him a little bit later. Uh, he was someone that I grabbed because he has more opportunity this week. He has five, seven and nine. So three potential starts coming up. And then I also have uh Jack Campbell coming back. I'm not sure how many starts I'm going to get out of him this week, but he is set to start, I believe tomorrow at Tampa Bay. He just has rough matchups and they're all on the road this week. Right. The fourth at Tampa, the fifth in Florida, seventh at oh. Dallas. They're a lot better right now. The ninth against mm. Montreal at home. I guess that's. You know, nice. Hopefully he starts that game. They'll probably give it to, uh, what's his name, Calgren or whatever. That yeah, Shalgren. Right, exactly. But Logan Thompson, I mean, he's on fire right now. It's a hard hard to say, like, oh, yeah, go ahead and punt him off your roster, you know, with how well he's been playing. I have to imagine he's, you know, going to get one of these starts, either the, the second uh, game against Vancouver at home or that really uh, lopsided Arizona game. So still someone that I want to hang on to. He is ranked number seventh for all uh, goaltender production across the last month and number four in the last two weeks. The whole Robin Leonard situation just really makes it uh, really tough uh, to gauge who's going to be that guy. I'm going to hang on to him because the, the upside is there, you know, and, and he's shown it to us. So uh, maybe we get lucky and he you know, starts both of those games, Vancouver and Arizona. We'll see. Right. All right, next up, I've got Eric Halla of the Boston Bruins and Jake DeBrusque. Really, they're both eleven percent rostered, and they're both in a position on the on the Bruins' top two lines where you know production is just kind of falling into their breadbasket with the guys that they're playing alongside. So, like Eric Halla, he's playing beside um, was it Pasternak and uh, David or Taylor Hall? Excuse me, I was about mm-hmm. to say David Hall for some reason, Taylor Hall. Mm-hmm. And then DeBrusque is playing alongside Bergeron and Brad Marchand. Which one of these guys would you rather have? Both are clicking at a very high rate right now. Uh, the Bruins are playing well in general. I think they've only lost like two out of their last 10. So they're looking good as, a, as an offense entirely. But both of, the, both of these guys are kind of like the the outside man looking in, you know, on their perspective lines. Uh, who right. would you prefer to have going forward?
1: Going forward, um, it's a tough one. But personally, I would go with Jake DeBrusque. I ran him myself a little bit throughout the year. He's over on the first line, like we said, with uh, – Poshinok and Marshan breaking up the perfection line in Boston and then you also have him on the second power play unit with uh, Charlie Coyle as well as uh, Craig Smith but uh, I would I just like this move because he's a little bit more reliable for me in the past personally um, he has goals in four straight games while Hollis production is really good I just personally would take the brusque but uh, what's mm-hmm. interesting about both of these guys is they're uh, top six players and you're seeing a lot of games between their game logs where uh, they're logging 12, 13, and 14 minutes. Like, you'd think they would be around that 15, 16, 17-minute mark, but uh, I would have to watch more Bruins hockey to be able to gauge that better. And I also Mm -hmm. think you're going to be able to have a better chance of snagging a guy like Jake DeBrusque. Um, While they're both 11% rostered, Eric Howell is up 6% within the last day. Jake DeBrusque only up 3%. At the end of the day, Mm -hmm. uh, they're both solid players, both uh, positive players. Dabrask gets a little bit more uh, shooting getting up, going mm-hmm. on. But uh, yeah, give me Jake Dabrask over this one. Definitely a close one, though.
0: Yeah, I agree with you very close. That's exactly where I was going. There's just a little bit more upside with Jake DeBrusque. One, being on that second power play unit, Eric Halla gets no power play time, at least for right now anyways. Uh, and then the shooting upside, like he just gets the puck to the net with more regularity. And I feel like Halla is kind of like the swing man on that second line, whereas right. DeBrusque is constantly being fed, you know, scoring opportunities from Marshawn and Bergeron, because that's kind of their game. They, they're like a very cycle oriented, um, uh, group like when they had posture knock up there like they're always just moving the puck mm-hmm. around going right. east and west n- uh, north and south um, in the offensive zone so they move the puck around they whip it around I think DeBrusque having that little bit of extra shooting upside on that top line gives them just a bit of a slight edge. Halla uh, has the same amount of goals in the last four games he's coming off of four goals in his last four uh, it's just that in one of those games he scored two instead of uh, one each game like DeBrusque, DeBrusque. so mm-hmm. You know, either one is a good option, in my opinion. But if, if you're splitting hairs and you've only got one spot, me and Nick, it looks like we both lean toward uh, DeBrusque here. Right. Uh, next up, we've got uh, Ricard Raquel with the Pittsburgh Penguins. We touched on him a little bit prior to uh, or prior to his like actual play with the Penguins. He was hurt uh, during the trade. Uh, He's f- finally up and going here. Production has been kind of so-so. Uh, what do you think? He's only 24% rostered, uh, has a couple of goals in his last few games, this a uh, value that you're looking for here with the Penguins?
1: Um, coming up here down the stretch, uh, he's got a couple matchups here. Or one, two. Yeah, he's got three matchups coming up this week. All against hard teams with the Capitals, the Rangers, and the Col- and the Colorado Avalanche. But uh, playing on that Pittsburgh second line, I still like him. I think this Penguins team is very underrated when they're fully healthy. When you have Crosby and Malkin, Getzel in the lineup. We got Jason Zucker, who's day-to-day right now. But no, when this team is uh, very healthy and they're going, I think they're a very dangerous team. So I see them doing well in these matchups. Um, In terms of Ricard Raquel, definitely not someone I would stash away completely yet. I would definitely uh, be hesitant towards his production because it's not all that consistent yet. There's not Mm -hmm. a lot of uh, games where he's just going down a stretch. Just even with Anaheim, he's just not that guy. Um, But he's on the second power play with Jeff Carter and Evan Rodriguez. And uh, he's getting a decent amount of ice time. It looks like 15, 17 minutes a game. Um, not every, yeah, he's got a couple of games here where he's in the negative. So that also uh, throws a little bit of uh, adversity towards his way in terms of whether I want to get him or not at the minus eight eight two, not someone I had right now, but definitely someone I put on the radar considering he just got traded and only 24% rostered. Definitely mm-hmm. someone I'm going to look at going forward, just to get a couple games going uh, in the next week, here,
0: yeah, there's there's probably a handful of guys that I would prioritize over him. Um, you know, all the guys that we've already mentioned, like Forsling, Halla, Debrusque, I would probably all be looking to pick up before Raquel, even some of the names that we haven't mentioned yet. So, yeah, like he's a candidate, but you know, I, I don't think he's really going to be at the top of your list unless you're in a deeper format or just the waiver wire is really, really thin. He is averaging 11.7 fantasy points across the last week, but in the last month, it's only 5.78. So it's been very, very up and down, not a very consistent uh, return that we're getting from Raquel. So he would be at the bottom of my waiver wire list, but definitely not at the top. Worthy of a look, but not an absolute home run to add to your team. Right. All right, next up, uh, name that we've uh, been singing quite a few weeks here, Mason Marchment. What do we think? He's getting added on his like his ad rate on Yahoo is like really high right now. It says it's only plus Mm -hmm. two in the last day. But uh, I feel like that's been the case. uh, He's been at the top of the waiver list uh, in the past week very consistently. Production's been so-so. I'm not sure what he did today. You might have that up. But he has points in consecutive games in the last three games. Um, Had a couple of down nights on the 27th and the 26th of March. But again, before that, a a stretch of games with points. What do you think here?
1: Well, uh the... to conclude your other thought, Mason Marchmont got 6.7 today with an assist and three shots on goal. But he's Nothing. someone that's been uh, on and off our radar. I know you were a long-time holder of Mason Marchman. Uh You dropped him. I got a piece of him for a little bit. And uh, he couldn't click at the rate like he just does for you. I don't know what it is, that coaching over there with your fancy team. But... Uh, <laughs> No, I like uh, Mason Marchman for sure. Um, couple, or he's got one, two, yeah, three matchups this week. He's got the Predators, the Sabers, and the Maple Leafs. So I like those matchups for him. I like him mm-hmm. to be able to produce in there with that uh, heavy Florida offense. Um, we talk about how much of a difference he makes, whether he's since he's in the bottom six, but he puts up the production of a top six player. It's just this team is so stacked. You got to move guys like him down the lineup because on another team that's not Florida. He's probably a first or second line guy. Um, he's not seen any uh, power play time yet or penalty kill time, so uh, definitely something to consider if you're looking to grab him. But uh, yeah, if his production's there, I say fire up some Mason Marchment because once he starts going, he doesn't stop, and when he doesn't stop, that's a lot of points on the stretch.
0: Yeah, re- really tough when they added Claude Giroux. Mm-hmm. You know, that's definitely mm-hmm. going to push him around the lineup. Uh, same thing for the power play, and they actually do have him on the power play. He's at the point. He's on mm-hmm. the. So oh, he's lining understand. up uh, at de- on defense on the on the second power play unit. So they're looking to get him uh, some opportunities to shoot for sure. You know, w- with the uh, with that cycling approach, with a with a shooter up top on the power play. So you'd like to see that for sure. I, you know, it's just not someone that again just gives you a ton of confidence. You know, I would have him above you know uh, Ricard Raquel, but I would probably also have him behind you know like a guy like Halla or DeBrusque or even Forsling right now. Just as far as like prioritizing my waivers. It's mm-hmm. been good. It's not it hasn't been great, you know. Uh, hat trick, I think, like his first start or something for me. Something crazy. forty mm-hmm. like something point night. Uh, yeah, I don't I know think if those are coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something crazy. I don't know if he, if those no if those knights are coming back. I'm not betting on them. But right now I, I do have them. I actually did have him in the lineup today. He did get me that six point seven. So I'll take it. Uh finished at an even zero, three shots on goal, assist. This, is, this isn't production I can uh, really hate on, but at the same time, it's not booming. You know? it's, yeah, it's not playing on the it. W. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, next up here, we have uh, Ilya Makayev of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Only 6% rostered, playing pretty well across the past week and across the past month. Uh, last two weeks, he's at 9.22 fantasy points, and the last week, he's at 9.8. And across the month, he's at 7.30. These numbers are all above his season season average of 6.7. Maple Leafs are playing a little bit better recently. They've only lost, uh, I think, two out of their last uh, eight here. How do you feeling about Mikhailov?
1: Um, I don't see any long-term value with him because I feel like when it comes to that Toronto top six, it's like the flavor of the week. Whoever's mm-hmm. going to be playing with uh, Tavares, Matthews, uh, Nylander, Bunting, those guys, whoever's going to be playing with them are guys that uh, seem to be able to make their way onto our uh, ad charts. And But Toronto is one of those teams... They change that is up their lineup really fast. So I wouldn't be surprised if you see a guy like uh, Mikhaev go down to the third line. Because right mm. now, they have their uh, their line spread out where they have Nylander on the third line. But it just makes things very tricky in Toronto. They've had, uh, they've been playing better for sure. But uh, down the stretch, they've been a little bit shaky as of late. And you just got to wonder with that team if they're going to make a playoff push. But in terms of McKay, I think he's someone that you definitely take a look at. But I don't see... Uh, any long-term values uh to say um i like him coming up uh tomorrow and tuesday with them being having a road trip in florida where they play the lightning and the panthers back to back so i definitely like that and um i actually i do like him this week but i don't like him down the stretch because uh Mm -hmm. he does have four matchups this week so that's
0: that's what i was going to get to and mm-hmm. he's just been so, playing better just a, a, as of recently, like, you know, two goals in his last four games. Uh, he didn't have a game today. He also has two assists in his last four games.
1: Mm-hmm. And he's
0: he's finishing above water in the plus-minus column, plus one, mm-hmm. plus three, plus one his last three games. So he's he's on the ice when the team is scoring, and the team is scoring quite a bit. Ah, uh, six, seven, six, five goals in their last four games. So I'll take that opportunity. And like you had mentioned, the upside of having four matchups this week, uh, I think there's a little bit of extra value there. So I would mm-hmm. say he was a uh, he's a decent add. I would feel more comfortable adding him over uh, Ricard Raquel because the Penguins, while mm-hmm. they have been playing uh, well, they you know don't put up the most consistent offense. They don't get to play the Red Wings every single night. It right. like it's not a <laughs> big wide open opportunity to put up eleven every night. <laughs> right. All right, cool. We're going to hit a quick word from the sponsors. And when we're back, we're going to hit into some trending players, some in the right direction. Most, most of them, not so much, most of them trending down. So we'll be right back after a few words here. Are you looking for Las Vegas-style casino fun in the palm of your hand? Well, look no further than WinBet, the premier online casino from the five-star Win Resorts properties. From classic table table games to all the best slots, thrills, and jackpots, WinBet has everything you need for the ultimate casino experience. Sign up today and receive a 100% first deposit match up to $1,000. Also, don't forget about the WinBet win hour from 2 p.m. to 3 p.m. Pacific time. WinBet offers better prices on select games during this period. Anyone who has the WinBet app is alerted right on the hour. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com. Offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-4700.
1: There are never enough things to gamble on and the one sport that runs 365 days a year is horse racing. Best part is now there's a new way to play the ponies, especially if you are brand new to the sport. Check out Stable Duel. Duel. It's a daily fantasy style app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. Pick your horses, build your stable, and play against others to move up the leaderboard. Win as much as $40,000 with one entry. Don't know anything about horses? Not to worry. The app gives you clear data on which horses When
0: hashtag live reads let's go all right and we're back after some good old-fashioned live reads here uh, we're looking at some trending players someone who's trending in the right uh, direction here nick is jake allen of the montreal canadians uh, across the last uh, 14 days he is the third best goaltender in all of fantasy and in the last month he is number 13 uh, seems like an easy ad for me i wouldn't pick him up i like his matchups this week he has three potential starts Ottawa, New Jersey, and Toronto. I'll take the best two out of three there. Uh, What do you like here?
1: Yeah, um, some of the games he's not playing the best, but the volume of shots he's facing I think is making up for that for sure. Where Mm -hmm. uh, he's seen his last three games he's seen 37, 40, 39. Toronto, he got the win, saw 49 shots. So I like those numbers. Um, He can get those goals against down a little bit, and I think he'll be able to with these matchups coming up then I think Mm -hmm. he's definitely a for-sure add. But right now, I would add him for sure. Like you said, he's going to have three starts this week. He's going to get a lot of games, uh, only 20% rostered and plus one over the last day, someone you look at for sure. And Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, after just coming back from injury, um, he's looking to take that net back over in Montreal. Yeah, it looks that way.
0: Um, He doesn't have many wins here. I think he's got three out of his last, was it four, seven? Only three wins out of his last seven. But like you said, the saves are there. 37, 40, 39, 49 saves on the 26th up against Toronto. 38, mm-hmm. 43, 29, and 31. That's a great value here. Uh, a good opportunity to leverage some um, some fantasy production. I mean, the lowest amount of points he's gotten in, in these starts is 5.4 fantasy points. You know, mm-hmm. If you go all the way back to the 17th of March, that's a 6.6. But all these other games. 19.4, 16.8, 10.8, 28.4, 15, 15.2. Like it's pretty solid. I, I think there's a lot to like here. Definitely someone I'm looking to stash for my playoff roster. For sure. What do we think about Nick Schmaltz? He was a name that we were talking about quite a bit in recent episodes. Uh he's still 39% rostered, but he's taken a bit of a cold spell recently. Only has, I believe, two goals in his last eight games. Is this someone that you're still willing to hold on to going into the playoffs?
1: Um, going into the playoffs, um I, I don't think so. I don't think I would want to hold on to Nick Schmaltz. Well, it does have a lot of matchups, and he's playing tonight up against Chicago. Um, a lot of these are going to be tricky for them. they got St. Louis, Vancouver, and Vegas, so I don't mm-hmm. see that much upside for him. And with his production on a uh, downswing as of late, as well as the Coyotes' uh, record, I don't see a lot of uh, upside for him because um, I know for a while he was, what do he have, like six points one game, and then he was just going off. And oh, yeah. I think I think it's that was very uh, fluky, and I don't see um, him really making a big turnaround this week. Especially, it's hard to get around with that. Especially the game he played on Friday night against Anaheim. Um, he mm-hmm. was a negative four, and so uh, yeah, right when he's coming off a game like that, it's hard for me to personally want to add someone like that. So uh, I would personally stay away from Nick Schmaltz. He
0: was a minus four in fantasy. He was a minus three on the ice, but yeah, he did very little, right? Uh, today, he has one shot on goal, and he is a minus one, and they're going up against the Blackhawks. So, I mean, you'd, you'd think you'd have a little bit of uh extra upside. Right. Poor, poor Blackhawks team here. Yeah, I mean, it's it's tough for me to say. I, I'm with you. I mean, he's minus three in the last day already. People are losing faith. He's playing on a bad team. Coyotes kind of in it in mode, you know? Um I didn't realize he only has 94 shots on goal. I guess he's just he must have a really high like goal percentage this season, or shooting mm. percentage. Because there was a while there, he was just stuffing the net. Right. Um, yeah, I'd say the uh, the hot streak is over. I'd say he's a, he's a safe drop at this point. Nick Schmaltz. Um, speaking of safe drops, what do you think about uh, these two Calgary Flames players? We got uh, Tyler Toffoli and Andrew uh, uh, Manjapani. Both. Um, a bit of some downturns here, especially Manjapani.
1: Yeah, you know, it's very interesting with both of these guys. Both of them are slotted on that uh, Calgary second line with Toffoli, or yeah, Manjapani, Toffoli and Backlund's the line. So you'd think you would see a lot of production out of that line, being Calgary, being a very uh, solid team offensively, defensively. And yeah, I'm just very surprised that this is happening for them. Um, But I think I would give them a couple more games personally. I like the matchups against Anaheim, L.A., San Jose, Mm -hmm. Seattle. I would give them one or two more games, see if they don't get anything out, and then by then I would uh, give them the boot. But uh, I remember Maggi Apani was one of the better fantasy producers halfway through the year. He was around the rank Mm -hmm. 30 or 40. He's got 30 goals on the year, plus 17, just not someone that uh, you can hold down the stretch if the production's not there, especially with playoffs. In His terms production of, uh,
0: has has tanked quite a bit. He's a uh, three point four six fantasy points across the last month on the season six point
1: eight one. Mm-hmm. You yeah, don't want to know the
0: last two weeks and the, the the last week. It's it's really bad.
1: Yeah, and then in terms of Tyler to kind of the same story. Except he never really uh, started as hot. Um, mm-hmm. He kind of picked it up a little bit when he first got to Calgary. After that, fell back down to earth. A couple good games here and there no consistency right. whatsoever a negative hockey player definitely someone i would stay away from for sure which is unfortunate with the calgary being such a team that uh is just firing on all cylinders on well, his let's
0: let's say you're an owner that's stacked to these two tofoli mm-hmm. uh, and and you own both of them who would you drop for a more trending player who would be the who would be um, cut off your team
1: definitely uh tafoli uh i don't really? see a lot of uh, upside with tafoli um i think manjiapani still has a little bit of uh, more upside with him um i mm. think i think it can go either way um i just like their numbers down the stretch i like that uh manjiapani is a plus 17 on the year uh while yeah. tafoli is a minus 7 uh the shots on goal are pretty close but production wise uh they're both kind of back and forth but yeah i would go manjiapani and someone I would pick up that you actually just dropped would be Dylan Strom of the Chicago Blackhawks. I've had my eye on him as of late, and I think that's someone that would be a solid uh, ad candidate for that drop. And, um, yeah, Strom's keep around.
0: Of, Strom's had a couple of bad games.
1: Yeah, he's got just a st- goal today, so uh, mm-hmm. I'm Does he's still on my that radar. That? I don't, I almost made I, a trade uh, to you for him because he was going on that sh- – trend where he was just on fire for like a month.
0: Yeah, he'll cool off again. Mm-hmm. Um with Manjapani and Tofoli, I'm opposite. I, I'm going to hang on to Tofoli. Manjapani in the last 2 weeks, 3.1 fantasy points per game. His last 7 days, 1.71. Tofoli, the lowest that he's gotten, his like his floor is about 4 fantasy points per game. So in the last week 4.29, in the last 14 days 4.78. He's just someone that I trust that isn't going to bury me on a given night Mm manjapani he's had some of these games or stretches where he's just gone negative or hasn't really put up a you know consistent level of points uh not too many games ago to still put up double digits 11.7 12.9 uh manjapani did have a 12.7 game was on the 26 but if you look at the game surrounding that it's been pretty pretty bleak uh just two points i believe in his last 10 games uh he has not been looking good so well yeah, he had, you know, the really good start to the season. I feel like his numbers are still holding him up from that level. To mm. Foley, he was with the the Canadians, wasn't he?
1: Uh yeah, he was with the Canadians yeah. and got shipped out. And they over. were
0: just they were just hemorrhaging goals for the, the, yeah. the start of the year, you know what I mean? So that's where that minus right. 7 is really coming in. I mean, he is minus 3 in his last uh, two games but if you look at games prior to that he's either positive or dead even so mm-hmm. I feel like tofoley to me is still the, the better upside play but it's just very interesting because they're both literally exactly 62% rostered so you could really go either direction there mm-hmm. uh, next up we have is uh, Jordan uh, Biddington of the St. Louis Blues uh, may he rest in peace I don't know why 59% of people still own this guy it's minus 6 in the last day uh, it should be minus 60 in the la- in the next day, you know what I'm you know what I'm saying here like this dude's doing nothing season long 9.65 fantasy points per game. What do you think his numbers are the last, we'll say 2 weeks.
1: Average. 2 week average um over the games he started
0: his fantasy production, what he started in the last 2 weeks or even the last
1: month. Um over the last month, I'd probably say about three point seven.
0: That's pretty close. That's pretty close. It's two point five. Oh, In The okay. last fourteen days, it's minus two point seven. In the last week, he's only has one start, minus six point six. Like, obviously, I've been ready to, to dump Jordan Bennington for anything. You know, mm-hmm. a bag of pucks, uh, a, a bucket of used beer. You know, like I'm, I'm talking mm-hmm. like antique beer. You know, you're you're supposed to you know, like save. You know, right not open yeah i'll I'll take jordan bennington for that anything i mean like Mm. i I don't know what to say about this guy other than he should have been dropped from your teams a while ago you should have tried to trade him obviously he's a huge asset being on the blues if he's their starting goaltender you would assume that he you know he's going to produce for you but to me if you ever ask me you'll always hear it he just doesn't have the talent it's just not there Mm. anything you can say to salvage jordan bennington are you right there with me
1: No, I think Jordan Shittington's really uh, put up some pretty terrible numbers, as of late, like you said. uh, No starts. Bailey Housa really taken over in St. Louis, and he's only going to bring his team down as well as your fantasy team. Definitely someone I would uh, drop for sure. I would rather, quite frankly, I would rather have uh, Henrik Lundqvist on my fantasy team right now over uh, (laughs) a guy like Jordan Bennington, and Henrik Lundqvist is retired.
0: Well, he's not getting you negative points. That's exactly.
1: For sure. Right. Right. So
0: you could also have me on on your fantasies. Go out. I, I wouldn't hurt you either. I wouldn't hurt you either. Um, I've, there's really not much else to say other than he's bad. He's really showing it now. Like, I mean, yeah, there are times where he has these bright spots where you know he looks good and he looks like he's going to be your guy, but. I've never seen that. I mean, mm. it's just difficult for me to say it with, you know, straight object uh, objectivity because I'm a I'm a Blackhawks fan. You know, it's really hard to be a thousand percent objective on him uh, when I just think he's just garbage. Vlaho, like so I think he's a pretty good goalie. You know, I, 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 I know that's something that we've talked about earlier in the year. I think the, there was even a couple of rookies that we talked about, like, oh, you know, they're better than Bennington. Um, mm. They should be starting over him. He's just linked to them. They're paying him a bunch of money. I mean, Yeah, he's 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 bad. Last three starts, he's let up at least four goals in those games. Uh, Mm -hmm. In the last one, he only had nine saves, so he faced Mm -hmm. what uh, thirteen shots and let in four (laughs)
1: goals. Like, come on, right? Mm
0: -hmm. He's he's done. So, fifty nine percent of you, you need help, and that's why we're here.
1: Mm -hmm. Let go. A lot of Raptors out there.
0: Rip the name off the back of the jersey. He's Mm -hmm. bad. Like, just let it go. This Mm -hmm. next guy, he's not great. But he's probably going to get you like 8 to 10 fantasy points, most likely. Mike Mm -hmm. Smith of the Edmonton Oilers, like he's not very good. He's let up nine goals in his last two games, and his last two starts. He still has nine fantasy points, 9.8 fantasy points in those two games combined. Not the greatest sample pieces here. Um, He did have a win on the 24th up against San Jose. Two goals against, had a win. He has three wins out of his last five starts. I mean, is this worth anything here?
1: or are you um, more a
0: hard pass or drop on Mike Smith.
1: I'm definitely a drop and to tell you the truth, I think the goaltending situation at Edmonton is a straight dumpster fire. I think uh they really Are they going to fall a- out
0: of playoff contention?
1: I don't think they'll fall off a play out fall out of playoff contention, but I definitely think it's going to raise a lot of questions of uh which guy they're actually going to go with for the playoffs. They've got Smith who's been meh eight wins on the year and eight ninety four and a three uh, forty nine goals against average. Uh, had a couple uh not so great starts, but he's just someone I don't see a lot of value in and on the other hand, Miko Koskin is uh very come and go. He gets a lot of uh he'll get a so- couple solid games going and have a couple games off. Um he got a couple wins Koskin up against uh LA and Arizona, but then before that, he was a negative ten and then only put up one point or one point eight before that. And so it's just very tricky who's to see who's actually going to start. Just so much inconsistency in Edmonton. I would definitely mm-hmm. stay away from Mike Smith, but I don't think they fall out of a uh, playoff contention just yet. Let me pull up the standings really quick. I mean, they're like it's right poss- there.
0: I I want to I want to say that like Nashville or Dallas could go over the top of them and that that's assuming mm-hmm. that Vegas would also go go over them.
1: Uh, yeah, it's definitely possible with the uh, the high production that uh, all these teams are having. But, I mean, I still see Edmonton making the playoffs, and if they don't, oh my, I would love to see their off season. if they miss the playoffs. Even if they're going to get first-rounded again, like, something's got to change over there in that organization. Like, you can't just center it, McTray, McDavid and Dreisaitl heavy, because when it comes to the playoffs, teams know how to defend that. But back mm. to the goaltending discussion, I definitely would stay away from Mike Smith. And I would also stay away from Koskinen, personally, unless you really, really are dying for a game one day and you really need someone. But yeah, definitely uh, stay away from those two.
0: I like the matchups up against uh, San Jose and L.A. I would take either one of those. Um, But yeah, I think there's other goalies out there that you can target. Mm -hmm. Simple as that. Just not Jordan Bennington. Just mm-hmm. on Jordan Pennington. Right. All right next up, we have uh, Andres Palat, Tampa Bay Lightning, sixty-sixty-four percent rostered. Uh, it's not his season, and I don't know why he holds such a high ownership rate. He is a very easy drop for me. If you own him, let, feel free to let him go. Uh, any disagreement here, Nick? He's—he's. He's, I mean, there's literally nothing to see here.
1: What disappoints me is that Palat has been on the top six all year mm-hmm. in that Tampa Bay organization and know he hasn't done anything in that top 6. But when you have a <clears throat> a pretty strong bottom 6 or at least third line that of guys that can easily play in that role like a Nick Paul, a Ross Colton, a Brandon yeah. Hagel, Chicago proud. So, Brandon Hagel
0: should be in. That. I like those third line players, but I don't like that third line. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I I I agree with you. Like I think that Palat should be down there maybe even alex calorn i feel like that's Mm -hmm. kind of doing a disservice to anthony sorelli who to be perfectly Mm -hmm. honest like i just wouldn't mind swapping for steven stomkos like bring Mm -hmm. stomkos down the lineup make him play a little bit more accountable up the middle um Mm -hmm. because man sorelli's getting burned on that second line playing with alex calorn and plot like calorn's not bad but he's kind of like that big body in front of the net and Mm plots your shooter and sorelli's kind of like your you know your hands your your cycle guy you know you know, swinging yeah. it around everybody looking for open looks and he mm-hmm. can score, you know, like, so I, I feel like he, it's doing a disservice to him uh, having those three players just sitting on the third line when they could be swapping out that top six with some lower trending players like Killorn and Palat. It's really mm-hmm. frustrating.
1: Yeah. And, uh, I would love if they had, uh, that second line of, uh, Hagel, Colton and Sorelli, I think that would be a very solid second line. and I think they would match mm-hmm. up very well. Because, like you said, uh, Killorn is more of a big body. And uh, Palat is just more of kind of your shooter. So you kind of have an F1, F2, F3 situation. Like when Mm -hmm. uh, back in the day when you were my coach and we would draw up the four check. And uh, F1, as you know, is the guy that's going to go for the puck all the time. The one that's going to set up the play. Down the barrel. Down the barrel. F2 being the guy like Killorn who's going to set the play up or is going to kind of contribute to the uh, puck, not get, completely get in there, but he's going to be a body to offer support. F3 being that Palat that gets option. to the front of the neck. It's a four-side
0: option. <laughs>
1: gets to uh, the front of the neck, gets that shot. And mm-hmm. so uh, I think that would be more useful, that style of play, on a different line. And I think uh, Sorelli having to run around and chase uh, everybody by himself, I think uh, is a disservice to him, like you said. So uh, yeah, definitely stay away from Andre Polat, and definitely stay away from that t- uh, Tampa Bay second line.
0: I'll take Sorelli. Just and I, I've even grabbed Kalorn. I think uh, a few starts this week. You just mm-hmm. you never really get what you think you're going to. You know, getting uh, mm-hmm. you know top six forward from the Tampa mm-hmm. Bay Lightning.
1: Yeah, you hear definitely. Tampa and you're like, yeah, let me grab that. Same thing with like <laughs> Calgary. You hear the team name and uh, you hear all this name brand values we talked about in the past, but uh, it just doesn't amount right. to anything.
0: Well, when I when I think of Calgary, I think of like defense. So I'm thinking mm-hmm. like unders. You know, I'm, I'm fading like people on their shots on goal and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Or I'm looking at um, like Markstrom saves or something like that. You know, yeah. just because I know how reliable they're going to be mm-hmm. on the back end. All right, last up here we have is uh, Logan Couture of the San Jose Sharks. Still 56 percent rostered. Yeah, you know, he's he's scoring a goal like one out of every five games here. To me, it's just not enough. Despite having 22 goals and 26 assists this season, I mean, if your name isn't Timo Meyer, I don't know if I want you, you know, if you're on the San Jose Sharks. So I'm going to say hard pass for Logan Couture and say that he's a safe uh, drop candidate at this time.
1: Yeah, I definitely agree with you. I think Couture showed a lot of potential at the beginning of the year. But again, his numbers are inconsistent. The Sharks team is inconsistent. Like you talk about, he's uh, firing at maybe getting one every five games. But right. and if you could read that, and you get him in that fifth game, definitely someone you should look to pick up. But uh, (laughs) outside of that fifth game, I don't see uh, any upside for Logan Couture. The San Jose team is struggling. They're in a rebuild. Couture, he's aging. Not a lot of upside for him, so I would definitely stay away from a guy like Logan Couture.
0: Has a a nice uh, matchup on the fifth up against Edmonton, but then Mm -hmm. has a home game up against Calgary. Don't love to see that. And then Vancouver on the ninth. Only three yeah. starts this upcoming week. He hasn't been very good. Um, mm. I could see him literally throwing up duds in every one of these next coming matchups here. So for me, he's a safe drop candidate. I'm sure there's someone on your waiver wire that's going to be a little bit more trustworthy or is mm. showing you know, their trends are more positive and should be valued over Logan Couture's potential production.
1: Right. I was actually just reading uh, his news thing over here, and it said he had a long injury. A long. Well, that's not great. It's not ideal. No, got- yeah, you don't see that too often
0: yeah i guess not Mm -hmm. all right sounds good we're gonna head out do you have anything to share nick before we uh end the show
1: yeah check me out on twitter uh face off of those e talk fantasy hockey sports betting anything hockey uh over at face off of those e
0: yep you can find me on twitter at t-i-t-t-h-j-b and be sure to follow the sports gambling podcast network at s-g-p at Mm gamblingpodcast.com. sorry reading the wrong sheet there at gambling podcast